Hello, and welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2005 Continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm CompuCharm. Hi, I'm Killabyte. Moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Transformers More Than Meets the Eye, Volume 5, and as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back, read them comics, then listen to the podcast. Now, onwards! Both Computron and myself have read this series already, but this is the Kilobyte's first time, and we are excited to hear his thoughts. Aren't we? Sure. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Hope so. All right, but before we can do that, Computron, do you mind telling us some facts about this comic or volume? Yeah. Uh, so there's a total of six comics. Issue 17 was first released May 29th, 2013, and issue 22, also known as... The Dark Cybertron Prelude was released October 9th, 2013. The story was by James Roberts, and the artists were Alex Milne, James Rays, and colors by Josh Burkham, John Paul Bove, with inks by Brian Shear and Alex Milne. All right, so trivia. In issue 17, Brainstorm has a tiny model ED-209 from Robocop on his desk. In issue 18, My First Blaster sports a bright orange barrel a trait required on real-life toy guns for safety reasons, and notorious in Transformers fandom for plaguing Megatron toys with gun alternate modes. Brainstorm's briefcase has a built-in attention deflector that prevents people from noticing it, likely based on the perception filter from Doctor Who, of which Robert is noted to be a fan of. In issue 19, the legislators, being mindless drones created by... Uh, created from recycled bodies of their victims is reminiscent of Beast Machines, Megatron's uh, Vehicon forces being created in a similar manner. Pharma's claim of being a doctor, not a bomb disposal expert, is reminiscent of Dr. McCoy of Star Trek fame. In issue 22, uh, the Ammonites and Terridors are designated evil and heroic, just like the heroic Autobots and evil Decepticons in classic Transformers marketing. Uh, Rodimus wearing a bucket as Megatron is a reference to Megatron's in-and-out-of-universe nickname, Buckethead. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that. A deleted scene from this issue features Ratchet pulling a prank on Drift by claiming that Pharma's hands were haunted, punching people in their own accord. (laughs) This scene was later illustrated by Josh Burkham. You okay, Onyx? (laughs) It's a good one. (laughs) <laughs> I, I read it, like, as you are saying it. It's good. Give me the panel. Give me the panel. <laughs> last one, last one. Here we go. Uh, also, Swerve would like to say, if you click the like button and subscribe to our channel, he will personally give you 5% off the next time you visit his bar. Wait, why do the humans get a discount? Not us. I try not to that, overthink it. That's a good question. Anyway, now I'm a little upset. Kilobyte, do you mind giving us a short summary while I go ask for some reasons? Will do. Uh, this volume has two major stories, so I'll be doing two different summaries. So the first one is everything has built to this. As Rodimus leads the Lost Light crew on a quest straight out of Cybertronian myth, old enemies reappear, old friends return, and new life waits to be born. It's gonna be a good one. And finally, Uh, Rewind's recordings become a movie that charts the crew's adventures, including an intrusion into another robotic civil war, the mystery of Rung's alternate mode, and a visit from one of the greatest Autobots around. That was a a good one. I really like that one. 
Is it is it Thunder Clash? It is Thunder Clash. Oh boy. <laughs> I've heard good things. <laughs> yeah. He he's he's like uh how would this translate to him? He, he's like uh the Chris Rock? Evans. Uh Chris Evans? Okay. Sure. The Rock works too. <laughs> it's like if you merge the two. So like Chris Rock. Oh no, that doesn't work. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's already a person. That was that was a good one. As always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Shall we no, get no. started? Oh, we should. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we pick up where we continue from last time. Tailgate finding out he only has a few days left to live due to cybercrosis. I think that's how you pronounce it. Basically, old age and Cybertronian radiation. We also get a glimpse of Rodimus trying to co-captain himself in saving the body of Ultra Magnus as it mysteriously levitated off and stole a shuttle and flew through a nearby portal. Thoughts? What do we find on the other side of said portal? There's so much going on. There's a ghost in the ship. <laughs> Shh, we don't talk about the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> At least we know I... who to call. <laughs> who? The Ghostbuster. Oh, that's right. From the crossover episode. So good. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we find on the other side said portal? We find the mysterious Luna 1. Yeah. Wonder wonder how that disappeared. It's the magical moon. It's the magical moon. But apparently moon. it was pretty darn easy to, to find. Yeah, you just need a portal. Yeah, you just <laughs> have to stumble across the space. Alright guys. It's time to go uh, take a trip and then nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Rodimus and Gang decide to go through the portal and I really enjoy uh when Rodimus just before they land decides no more speeches, because we all know what happens when he makes a speech. <laughs> oh boy and You're all are one thanks for watching all <laughs> <laughs> credits it's the end of the crew so tailgate can't catch a break either and gets the never hope talk from cyclonus big oof poor little guy yeah it's a little bit sad you know he's he just found out that he has a couple days to go they finally found uh luna one which is supposed to have these uh, awesome abilities to you know heal and cure anything and he's like oh, i could get cured it's perfect and he's like nope you just don't hope you probably won't get it and i'm like no don't poor tailgate right so kilo <laughs> computron if you will. when they step off their their marbs or mabs which whichever one they took uh what are your thoughts on the billions of lives that illuminate on luna one the sparks I was surprised to find so many so many sparks on the on the on this on Luna One just kinda like drifting and or everybody's been looking for Luna One and they've just been, you know, dormant all this time. I like uh when brainstorming uh Perceptor <laughs> were fighting over a point one percenter because it was green. And then well we'll figure out what happens to that point one percenter a little later. <laughs> That's a very rare spark. Speaking <laughs> of point one percenters they also talk about uh the differences between constructed cold and forge and computron do you mind telling us which means what and what is which yeah so forged is that people those were people that were born throughout the pulse waves of uh, vector sigma so what happened was is on cybertron vector sigma or what primus you know for, of the religious uh group 
believe Primus was Vector Sigma, and Vector Sigma would pulse out to uh, eventually create these little orbs that we see on Luna 2. And those orbs or sparks would, you know, then be go to be placed into a body and they would consider that forged. Um, constructed cold is, is like a recycling program. Um, you find a healthy spark, you put it into a different body and that body becomes uh, essentially a different person. And so in this program, this was, I believe, uh, the little girl kind of will kind of cover it a little later. Essentially what happens is uh, we'll see like there was a need uh, um, like the, the council was for figuring out that there was uh, not that many sparks being born anymore and that they needed to figure out a different way to uh, to create Cybertronians. Yeah, and one of the methods is splitting another spark into two as well. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, Comp, you want to talk about the 0.1%er and what happened shortly after? Uh, well, let's just say uh, Brainstorm just likes to poke things. Mm. You sure <laughs> not uh, Lockdown? Was that Lockdown that shot it? I thought Brainstorm poked it and it blew up. I, 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 I kind of got confused down. on that scene. Okay. Looking at the, the comics, there's like a purple hue blast, and then it pans to lockdown, and there's like purple smoke coming out of his guns. Oh, okay. Because I, I thought they were they were talking in the before scene like that. If you screw up extracting this 0.1%er, you have a really high possibility of blowing things to smithereens. And then there was an explosion. I'm like, oh, course, brainstorm. <laughs> Don't worry. I thought the but same no. thing. <laughs> But no, that was locked out, which makes sense because uh, we'll figure out what happened to that 0.1% later. <laughs> so we run into not only lockdown, but those same 1984 bots who teleport themselves aboard the Lost Light and the crew, and not all of them are saying the same thing. Kilo, what are the other ones saying? Some of them are saying 1984, and then others are saying 1721. Uh, Any thoughts on what that could be? At this point, uh, I just thought it was nonsense that they were uh, just glitching out. How many? So much nonsense, so little time. <laughs> Speaking of nonsense, we have two sets of enemies here. Why not throw in a third? Uh, who is this third uh, we get your your, your favorite uh, uh, pharma. Yeah, someone give this guy a hand. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't like ask questions. <laughs> yeah, I saw what you did there. Uh... <laughs> That's all this podcast is involved um, <laughs> in. Bunch of dad jokes. <laughs> so I enjoy Swerve arguing with one of the yellow bots about no guns. Um, they don't listen very well to that, but. Pretty good banter. Yeah. No, that was that was good. Especially when uh Sir was like, Oh, I had uh brainstorm install some toys of my own, it just pulls a lever and just everywhere. <laughs> Needless to say, he did a bang up job. <laughs> yeah. Well that's not all he pulls out. He pulls out uh one of my favorite uh, weapons, which is called my first blaster. Big grip for little hands. <laughs> Most condescending gun it's, that ever exists. It's it's great. Uh, it's, maybe it's if we best. earn some Shanix through podcast, we can buy uh, Kilo here his first blaster, like the one Swerve has. 
Oh, I would, I would love, I would love that blaster. It's a headshot! Congratulations! <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> Speaking of earning Shannix, let's take a quick ad break and hear a word from our sponsors. Welcome to McAdams Old Oil House, a mutual bar where you can drink your worries away and have a good time. My name's Clickbait, and I'll be your waiter. Wow, this place is amazing. There's all kinds of life here. Is that... is that Devoid? It sure is. And over there, you can see Megatron and Optimus arm wrestling. Again. Prime. Oh, neat. Here's our menu. On tap, we have the... Your motherboard was a toaster. Yeah, well, we'll eat a chair. There will be no fighting in my bar. <clears throat> On tap, we have the finest NGX and the most exquisite polonium spritzer. Do you have any uh, non-mechanical food-like items, such as souls? <clears throat> I mean, do you have any uh, maybe sushi or some chocolate milk? Of course we do, because we at McAdams Old Oil House treat every guest like family. Why choose anywhere else? Uh, was that last question for me? Oh, oh, you're looking at a camera. Wait, is this an app? And welcome back. So, do you have any other favorite fight scenes during the skirmish? Because I want to say I enjoy Lockdown and everyone hating Pharma, but they still work together. Or, like, the the valley scene. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah. I, I like when they were running away from Lockdown. Or, I guess they were riding away because they have these little uh, hovercrafts. Uh, they go into a valley of, like, dead titans. And they're like, oh, they're not going to follow us in here. And then, and then Lockdown just uh, blows up a wall and they're like, oh, never mind. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think there was like, a, I, I think I know what scene you're talking about. They're, Rodimus is riding one of the, the Mabs or Marbs into the cavern. And he's like, yeah, let's see how they like this. And they <laughs> make it explode. And it's like, they, they seem to like it. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Everybody else got caught. Right. Yep. <laughs> and then they were shortly caught afterwards. <laughs> so they get caught, right? And then they get brought and they meet a new bot. Some some small green dude with a with a nice mustache. What's your thoughts on this nice character, Kilo? Nice stash. I like I like the design a lot. Uh, it reminds me of uh, uh, Rewind's uh, partner before Chrome Dome. Uh, so the first time I I saw him. I was like, oh, is this him? Is he still alive? And Rewind has been searching for his partner so long. and He's been trapped here all this time. Yeah, but it's not him, right? It's not him. It's uh, it's his brother. It's his spark. <laughs> it's his spark sibling. That's true. Computron, do you want to tell us a little bit about Tyrest? Tyrest? Is that how you pronounce it? I kept saying Tyrest. Yeah, Tyrest. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> what, what specifically are we talking about here? Are we talking about... Uh, the part with what's his name? First, first getaway. First impressions oh. of him. He's got a lot of holes in him. He well, he's does. a holy man. He's a- <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This is just getting worse. Get it? Because he's religious. Stop it! We got it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Continue on. <laughs> and I, I thought know. I had the dad jokes. <laughs> So he seems to have imprisoned uh, everybody else, and it looked like at the first there was some sort of justification because 
you know, Primus forbade that uh, if there was a law out there that, uh, you know, Hot Rod would have broken it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we, we know his uh, leadership style. Yeah. And, and, um, and it turns out that I'm trying to remember like the beginning here. It, it's more of like, it turns out that we're realizing he's kind of a psycho and he built like these legislators, which doesn't make any sense. And <laughs> he has a, uh, what was the gateway that they called for the Titans? Space bridge. Space bridge. The space bridge. He had a space bridge and then he, uh, has a nice crown. Lovely yeah, crown. Starscream would be jealous. Yes. <laughs> it looks better than Starscream. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the famous Tyrus of the Tyrus Accord? Uh, yes. He uh, he kind of looks like uh, the auto or the robot version of Poseidon. A little bit, doesn't he? I do. Yeah. So I want to talk about, like, because Rodimus gets a chance to yell at him. And it cuts panel just before he starts swearing. I really enjoy that part, which then <laughs> takes me to another reason to love Brainstorm, where he says, and I quote, enriched nucleon. Two drops turns a handgun into a band gun. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I have a very favorite quote that I don't that I kind of want to share when we get to it, but it involves the he who shall not be named. Oh, your favorite dude. Ah, <laughs> I see. I see. On the flip side of things, Big Pharma, sorry, I mean Pharma, decides to play a little guessing game with Ratchet. What's in the box? Insert meme here. First time reading. What's your guesses? Both of you. Uh, I thought it was going to be either a Spark Eater or like a Ravage Turbo Fox. Interesting. I honestly thought it was the cure for cybercrosis. I don't know why. I just, the way the, the, the comic was flowing for me, I'm like, oh, it's the cure for cybercrosis. So you can prove that you can fix anything. Huh? That's that's a good guess. So continuing forward, because we don't find out yet, uh, Star Saber joins the battle, teleporting himself to the Lost Light and stabs Skids. Ouch! That'll leave a mark. It looks so good. Yeah, I really enjoy the art for Star Saber. Uh, poor Swerve. Yeah, poor, poor Star Saber. <laughs> I love that he missed, and the gun goes like, "Oh, you missed. Try again." <laughs> Keep practicing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, I love so, this gun. Kilo, <laughs> you want to tell us what's in the box? What's in the box? It's it's Ratchet's, Ratchet's body. He's just a floating head right now. A dash of spark. Yeah, it's, uh, that's scary to think of. That's like a whole new type of horror I didn't even imagine until seeing this. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it either. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> So moving forward some more, uh, any thoughts or opinion on how Rung found out who Minimus Ambus really was? The guy with the mustache, or should I say their job title? Caleb, do you mind giving us a quick rundown on his story and how he got there and what happened next and why he doesn't have a certain something? Uh, so Minimus Ambus is uh, just a, a small bot in a larger role. And uh, when Ultra Magnus started floating and got into a ship, uh, he appeared in Luna 1, and uh, we find out that he is Ultra Magnus. He, he's been in that armor all this time, and uh, this is his real appearance. Uh, all the Ultra Magnus armor has a homing chip, 
when it gets damaged, so it'll trigger when it's uh, close enough, uh, if I'm not mistaken, to Luna 1, and it'll return home so that they can appoint the armor to a new bot and give them the, the title of Ultra Magnus so they can uh, do Tyrus bidding in enforcing the law. I think they said like earlier, like the or right on that time that he had deflectors that were like the same thing that uh, Brainstorm had on his case. Yep. So that Ratchet couldn't see uh, that there was a little guy in there. <laughs> right. I must have missed that. I didn't. Cool. Yeah. So who ends up being his replacement since he's no longer the chief justice of Tyrus the courts? That's a trick question. <laughs> Because there was no replacement for Minosampus. They got rid of the Ultra Magnus program completely. Yeah. What yeah. they replaced the program with? Oh, some dude. Some dude with a big yeah. sword? Yeah. <laughs> you think, you think he'll, he'll, the, 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 uh, the thought will just stab right through you? Oh. <laughs> if you look to the stars. And saber the question. Saber the moment. <laughs> that was good. Yes, All it's right. our saber, and the <laughs> and the legislative bots are the new in command. So I really enjoy, like, because they're all trapped in a jail cell. That Minimus just steps right out of the jail cell once he's figured out there's more happening than he knew what was going on. After Rodimus told him, like, how he got there, good stuff. Yeah hilarious yeah he had control he, he he placed himself into the jail cell so he can uh find some information and i'm like wow double agent double agent <laughs> so ratchet challenges pharma to become the best medical doctor off fix someone being cut in half but there's a twist you mean lengthwise I mean, lengthwise. <laughs> Poor Ambulon. Like, just the brutality in the scene. Like, you get to see everything that's going on. The pain on his face, the gore. It's graphical warning. That's uh, playing dirty, Pharma. <laughs> yeah, you think uh, he'll be able to fix him? But I think I think Ambulon gets the last laugh at Pharma, if you will. <laughs> Why is that? Let's just say Ambulon knows how... Or in a way, destroys pharma, right? Well, I wouldn't say you can't really destroy pharma. That's ambulance. Ambulance goes out with a bang. <laughs> he definitely goes out with a bang. <laughs> but that's spoilers. We'll get there. We'll trug along. <laughs> we also find out what's happened to Whirl and Cyclonus once they landed on Luna One. After doing some running around, they discover the Circle of Light. You know the people that they were looking for on that one place. Yeah, with the Metro Titan. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly, they're also locked up. What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I wasn't expecting them. Even though we got teased that the legislators were there, I didn't even think that they would find them. I really wish I saw like more details. Like, Because there's that picture where you saw them in their cells, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. uh, I kind of wish I saw a little bit more except Dialis. Because <laughs> it's just like, there's Dialis. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? I don't know. They're grayed out. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is grayed out. He's the only one important. He's got plot armor on. It's only for a short while, as we'll find out. Uh, <laughs> Maybe the other ones have the deflectors on. That's why we don't know. Oh, that's probably it. Good point. So we meet Computron's all-time favorite bot of all time. His number one uh, future waifu, Getaway. 
<laughs> I don't think that's how the term is used, Onyx. How how oh. how would you like to live the rest of your life? Because I can make sure I come over there, and you will not very much live the rest of your life. I'll just get away. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this episode. <laughs> All right, we'll move along. We'll move. I can I can take a hint. Then we get a bad guy monologue from the Chief Justice himself. Kilo, do you mind giving us a short, abridged version of his master plan? Uh, so, uh, Tyrus... 20 words or less. Huh? 19. <laughs> What's the what? What? 18, 17, 16. Um, oh, no, I'm so confused right now. He said 20 words or less. Now we're just messing with you. Now you're at 10. <laughs> he kills everything. There you go. All right, fair enough. All right, now actually give us the abridged version. <laughs> um... So Tyrus wants to get into a what he calls the cyber utopia. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, through the space bridge he's created. But mm -hmm. he can't enter. And he thinks that he's just not pure enough to enter. So uh, because in the past, once uh, Vector Sigma had stopped creating the pulse and created new life, they didn't want the Cybertronian race to uh, like die off. So they used the matrix of leadership and uh, created the constructed cold Cybertronians. And uh, he plans to create a device that will target all of those Cybertronians that were uh, created by the matrix and uh, kill them all so he can be pure of his crimes and can go into his cyber utopia. Right, and he wants to kill them all because he, he finds a pattern in his own head. It's not an actual true pattern, but he finds a pattern that constructed cold bots have a higher chance or rate of creating crimes or causing problems. So he's like, okay, that's a guilt and I need to remove them. Yes. Yeah, it's um harsh. It's racist! Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, but he's so focused on himself that he's been like hurting himself with a small drill finger every time he like to kind of like focus and kind of concentrate his thoughts and stuff so that's how crazy he is right now yeah crazy <laughs> oh boy uh and it gets stepped up a notch because he orders one of the legislator bots is what we learn are the the yellow bots names to crush minimus ambus's head pop oh that's that's minimus dead if only he was a load bearer if only. Goodbye, Ultra Magnus. Again. Yeah. <laughs> again. Moving on again. Speaking again. <laughs> Getaway explains to Skids how they know each other and why they were on a mission on Luna 1. Computron, do you mind giving us a quick rundown on what comp what Skids and Getaway were doing? You would one. put me on this one. <laughs> yeah, I would, and I did. Uh, so it turns out that Getaway and Skids were part of the Autobot Special Ops, um, which he, to his term, coins that they're the Wreckers, but better. <laughs> yeah, he uh, would. He would. Anyway, so they were Special Ops in the sense that they were more subtle and they were more espionage-like. So Getaway and Skids uh, go on this mission to, at the beginning, it looks like an assassination attempt on Tyrus Accord, but it turns out that uh, James Roberts managed to squish the entire uh, Inception movie down to two seconds where the guy just fires a thought bullet. Skids. That's what it is. 
<laughs> fires a thought bullet <laughs> in the Tyrus the Cord. However, or into Tyrus, not Tyrus the Cord. And Tyrus, being the smartest man he is, realized that this was an invasion of his brain and ordered uh, the capture of Getaway and Skids. It really was just a three-second clip of Inception. That's really always... <laughs> It wasn't confusing at all. (laughs) (laughs) So, while that's going on, let's circle back to see how Ratchet is doing with Ambulon. What's your thoughts on the uh, Ambulon cannon that Ratchet made out of half of Ambulon? Pretty shocking. (laughs) Let's just say that it... uh, he, he, He turned Ambulon into the opposite of what Ambulon was supposed to do. He wasn't a doctor. He turned him into a killer. <laughs> and we see the giant shoom cannon. The shoom. Another shoom. Cannon. The shoomer. Keep it away from Swerve. So the crew gets away. Uh, I mean, uh, escapes from prison. And it's time for the showdown. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Oh, many things. I do like that when they're leaving the cell, Rodimus has Telgate uh, kind of like cradled up like a little baby. He's a baby. I, uh, before we jump into that, I forgot to mention one of my favorite quotes. While, uh, while Getaway was telling Rodimus his story, he calls Hot Rod Hot Shot. Nyak, nyak. Hot Shot is better. Uh huh. Sure. That is pretty good. Which, which was not in the trivia, might I add? It was not in the trivia. You, fair point, Computron. You can also add things to the trivia. <laughs> Ooh. I don't have to write all of it. Um, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, Keelbyte could add stuff too if he paid attention. He does the summaries. You're in this too, buddy. <laughs> I do the summaries. They cover everything. Uh, so Take anyway. it from the wiki! <laughs> two podcasts. Hey, two podcasts. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> Any hoodle. Uh, I want to talk about or say that I really enjoy World Sarcasm about how he enjoys being dragged into the fights. But he always had to wrap things up. He would say that. <laughs> he would. <laughs> he, yep. But Kilo, what are your yep. thoughts on Star Saber and Dia Atlas's relationship in this comic? Cutting edge. Yeah, you uh, could. Uh, uh, I, I don't have a pun. So, <laughs> but I thought it was I thought it was fun. I feel like uh, Star Saber got a, a little bit too uh, into the sermons and kind of lost it. But uh, it was a fun fight. Didn't last too long. Oh, it was kind of cut short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Uh, like, you say one more pun. I, I don't know if I can control it. <laughs> <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> so but man, okay, it was gonna, it was so menacing. I, I'm I'm gonna steal one of Tyrus's puns here because we see Rodimus then confront the Chief Justice, and Tyrus says. He's turned Magnus into a tripping hazard. Woof. Woof. <laughs> Computron, what are your thoughts on the big final showdown with Chief Justice Tyrest? And what are some of your favorite scenes? And tell us what happens. It turns out that T- Chief Justice uh, has a trick up his sleeve too. Because just when you thought you can have Inception Part 1, you have Inception Part 2. And with the power <laughs> of suggestion... Tyrist manages to incapacitize literally everybody to the floor because he suggested, with the power of suggestion, that they be on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) 
That'll be too powerful. Inception Part 2, man. <laughs> what are some of your thoughts on the people we find out are uh, constructed cold? I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, that's uh, a lot of the uh, major characters are constructed cold. Any names you want to throw out there? We, we find Prowl, Starscream, Ravage, Kaon. So those are the more impactful Hardhead. ones. Yeah, hardhead, okay. red alert. Yep. Blaster. I already said getaway. blaster, didn't I? Getaway. Can't forget getaway, right, Computron? Yeah. <laughs> uh, every, uh, three of the scavengers, scavengers. <laughs> are also scavengers, yeah. No, no, it's well, Grimlock was playing Jenga. Avengers. <laughs> yeah, playing Jenga. Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Chrome Dome is also constructed cold. So, who comes to save the day, and why are they not affected by Tyrus's suggestion message, Kilo? It's uh, it's Telgate, because uh, his uh, audio uh, receptacles have been affected by his disease, so he couldn't hear Tyrus say, go to the floor, which is, right. which is amazing. <laughs> and then right after that, who comes to save the day again? Uh, isn't it Ratchet? No. Uh, Minimus Ambus. Minimus Ambus, yes. Minimus. Minimus Ambus. Minimus, yeah, he's shrunk down. Part three. Part three. Part three? It's like one of those uh, Russian dolls where he's got a a guy inside of a guy inside of a guy. (laughs) I like when, okay, before we we kind of jump into that, uh, when they were covering up, uh, when we were learning about Minimus Ambus, we learned that he's actually a 0.1 percenter. That's right. Yes, yes, in a small is. body. Yeah, he is. And so it was interesting to see a small 0.1 percenter. Small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like his design a lot. Yeah, it's nice. It's very simple, which is kind of nice to see. Yeah. So let's talk about the portal Tyrus so badly wanted to go through, but now he's um, even more holy. <laughs> what do we find on the other side? Uh, well, Tyrus couldn't find anything on the other side. Because he couldn't even go in. But uh, we do have somebody... Uh, I don't think it was Tyrus that tried to push his way through. It was Pharma who came in last minute and said uh, can't go through because he's got a guilty conscience. Yeah, but Tyrus just got shot, so he couldn't access it either. Which they also specified it was a (laughs) force field that the only way for them to get through the force field was not to have a guilty conscience, which was weird, but sure. Exactly. Rung cannot go in either. Who does go through? Skids? Skids! Skids. Any thoughts on what he saw over there before we actually see what he saw? Uh, I think Theory. he I think he managed to go in since he uh, his body erased his memories or blocked it somehow. Since he doesn't remember what he did, yeah. he's pretty he much a blank slate. Scene. Yeah, he's a yeah. blank slate so he could access the yeah, first Yeah, that's field. a good point. I really enjoy Rodimus and Minimus having Wada Usses, sorry, have a moment while trying to save those afflicted by the kill switch. All valid points. I enjoy uh straight off the bat, you're a bad leader. He's <laughs> 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 like, I want to talk about your leadership. It's bad. It's terrible. And he just <laughs> lists off all things he did wrong. And then we find out Rodimus brought Overlord on board. Yes. So it was all Rodimus. Guilty. I'm also sensing a theme with Rodimus having the Matrix being strapped to his, to him, his chest, and a machine. I feel like we've seen this before. Hmm. Yep. Only a couple times. <laughs> so we actually get to see what Skid sees and Kilo, Computron. Any theories what these could be? 
computer on, you probably understand what's going on here because it's a long time down the road. But first time thoughts. The multiverse. I was interested in what the city represented. Originally, I thought that was Crystal City. Yeah, that's a good thought. Because it, right when we were reading MTME, and this again, the first time I read it, uh, Crystal City disappeared. And so I was concerned because we have, uh, we were, we saw uh, the, the Circle of Light, but we didn't see Crystal City. So I thought that was just Crystal City. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Anyone want to talk about the Whirl and Cyclonus celebrating that they won moment? Did we talk about the fight yet? Uh, that's, I think that's right now. They go against the Star Saber. They go against Cy- Star Saber. Yeah, uh, Cyclonus uh, injures Star Saver, but Star Saver manages to uh, escape using a, a teleportation device of some kind. Once Star Saver leaves, all the the yellow bots, I forgot the name, legislators leave as well. And we see a scene where uh, World is kind of like, yeah, we won, celebrating and everything. He's like, yeah, we made a good team. He's like, yeah, I can't fly right now, so I can barely stand. I'm pretty pretty damaged and we see cyclonus push whirl into a vat of uh, melted energon of some kind and scene <laughs> i he found it. it i found it hilarious i'm like okay that's what you deserve but that's not what happened is it no no it was in cyclonus's head he tried he tried but not all of the legislator bots leave uh the justice is not dead, and he makes a final ruling. Ruling number one, I believe, right? Where all the legislator bots come in and try to protect him. But let's do a huge callback to a couple episodes ago on The Lost Light, where Tailgate and Ultra Magnus were talking about the importance of a semicolon. Am I right? Who <laughs> knew it would one day save the day? So we're coders and we all dabble with the code here and we all know the 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 consequences of a semicolon. Yes. Yeah. Well, unless you use Python, I hear. I stayed awake <laughs> many nights because of just a semicolon. So where is that pharma going? Into the weird multiverse. By who though? Some weird tentacles. Yeah. Ugh. Quintessence anyway. maybe? We then get a really sad part with Tailgate on his deathbed. Kill. I've made Computron talk about too many sad stuff, and I've been getting complaints about it here and there. It's oh, Gary got me talking about getaway. <laughs> That's not sad. That's just anger. Uh, You're Kill, torturing can you me. tell us about the sad death of Tailgate? <laughs> yeah. So we see we see Cyclonus and Tailgate on on his deathbed and on a slab, and um, they're reminiscing of their good old days and. Tailgate wants to have a one last movie night, and uh, he also asks Cyclonus to uh, make it swift because the last seconds of this disease are very, uh, they hurt a lot. And so he, he wants to go peacefully and not really feel any pain. Uh, and then we suddenly uh, hear a buzzer, and uh, Tailgate is gone. Not just that, Cyclonus actually makes do on his promise and kills him. Yep. That's <laughs> Computron. Don't laugh. Aren't you an Autobot? Mm, well, have compassion. wasn't a kill. It was a stab to the heart. Uh, are you crying? I'm not crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. But no, he's not dead. Oh, thank goodness. Thank Primus. I mean, <laughs> Cyclonus used uh, one of the 
the great sword that the Crystal City uh, inhabitants used, and uh, using his own spark as he plunged it through Telgate, uh, since he was reborn through Cybertron, uh, when well, when the whole Cybertron chaos incident happened, his spark kind of brought Telgate back to life uh, with a fresh new uh, energy. Yeah, right on. He lives again. Yay! Woo! Or at least Let's long enough to to die again. <laughs> so Ratchet can give so Ratchet can give him the the antidote because they did manage right. to to create one. It just wasn't fast enough. Right. It was in the late stages at the first. So let's talk about the Dark Cybertron Prelude, the last comic in this volume. Quick flashback where Rewind is interviewing the crew. Ultra Magnus has a Rodimus star, by the way. Hey! Any of these shots stick out to either of you? I really enjoy the one scene where Ultra Magnus is complaining about that the videos might make him look silly or bad, and then the video says it has been edited by him. <laughs> those were so good yeah. I really like the scene where Rewind, Swerve, and Telgate are at the I think it's like the oil reservoir and they're just sitting around and talking thought that was very cute Computron? I kind of agree I like the oil reservoir scene um, I do like a little bit of each individual's kind of history a little bit mm -hmm. yeah I, I'm kind of. It was just a, like a really good closure for MTME. I wouldn't say MTME. MTV Volume Five, should I say? Yeah. What does Rung turn into? Any guesses? Oh, oh right. First time reading. What do you think? How does Swerve plan to find out? Uh, they had a they had a competition, right? If they find yes. out, they got some amount, a certain amount of Channings or some free drinks. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was very funny as well. I like that they uh they they did an alt mode party and uh <laughs> <laughs> they had Rung come in going, Hey, you should uh join us and Rung goes, Well, how do you drink your drinks? Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a non stop of trying to get him to transform like Swerve throws a ball at the back of his neck. <laughs> just to force him just kinda like Ultra Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry, I missed. I was, you ever heard about, you know, involuntary mold chain if something hits you on the back and neck? He's like, <laughs> uh, okay, and leaves and does it again. <laughs> so, so Computron, do you mind telling us about the story of the Ammonites and the Terradors, the Stentarians they met on Hendonia? You mean the minicons? I yeah, wouldn't say they're con. minicons. Are they minicons? Because those are the ones that can transform. They're, they're one. They're small. They're really, really small. Mm -hmm. uh, plot twist. Plot twist. Plot spoiler. Uh, in the next one, they're called minicons. Are they really? Yeah, I just start circling yeah. so. they, 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 anyway, they, they don't have the symbol of the minicons, but uh, I think they're okay. They're I just took it at face value, yeah. and uh, I knew that they could only they can transform in. The, or they're they're triple changers, right? They can. I think they're, uh, uh, they had multiple. Yeah, they have no limit. Yeah, and so uh, they were far superior to Cybertronians. The end. Awesome. <laughs> they've they've also been in a war, but they've been doing it for like sixteen million years, which is a you long. You mean sixteen, time. right? Yeah, sixteen. Sixteen years. No, no, sixteen million years. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, that's right. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> Don't confuse me. <laughs> I miss a soul. 16 million years is 16 years. 
<laughs> How does the war end between the Terradors and the Ammonites? Uh, world goes out. They 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 get information that the leader of the opposing faction has kind of like come to the planet where they are at, and World is like, oh, okay, give me a minute. Goes out, kills the leader, comes back in. He's like, oh, job's done. <laughs> Move like, on. That's how you end the war. <laughs> I'm like, World, no. What have you done? You mean World? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I also want to point out Rodimus says that they had a what was it, a party the other the other night where everyone dressed up and he was Megatron in a sea of whirls. <laughs> 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 I wanna see what that looks like. <laughs> Just everyone like holding a googly eye or something. <laughs> if we ever do our first party with any viewers whatsoever, that's what we're gonna have to do. Yes. One Megatron and a bunch of whirls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Onyx is going to be the Megatron. Oh boy. <laughs> Any uh, thoughts on Thunder Clash? We finally meet him in this comic after some people have been talking about him for a couple issues now. And how do you feel Rodimus feels about him when he finds out what quest they are on? Yeah, I think Thunder Clash is cool, but I feel like uh, he's a little bit uh, overhyped. <laughs> Because <laughs> he apparently he can't do any wrong, and uh, they're on the same quest to find the Knights of Cybertron. And Rodimus is like, "But that is my quest. What are you doing?" <laughs> right. So I jealous. like that he taught Ratchet everything he knows, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yes, yeah, <so>, uh, <laughs> he's the most famous Autobot. He's the perfect Autobot. Yeah, he's the perfect Autobot. He's he can't do wrong. <laughs> he does have one weakness, though, right? Yeah, there's a there's a spy in his crew. Well, that too. Uh, he was once in a battle and he got uh, damaged so much that his ship has literally become a life support system for him. So uh, he can't go very far from his ship. That is true. But yeah, he, there is a spy. What kind of spy is in his crew? A double-crossing agent of some kind. A Decepticon, of mm, course. Dragon. Oh, it is a, they do say it's a Decepticon, right? It's an Ammonite. It's oh, it's an ammonite. Yeah, yep. interesting. It's like I we see. are not Decepticon because people we are, yeah. the which should be you would have thought it'd been easy to point out, right? Yeah, because they're so short. Well, well they, they they can they're combine multiple. into each other. Yeah, yeah they can combine yeah. into each other. So, yeah, I read it I, wrong. <laughs> I really enjoy. This is how we find out Rung's alt mode. Uh, Swerve uses him as a club, and we still don't know what his alt mode is. <laughs> Faction. I think he's a wrench. That's a good guess. Yeah, that's not too bad. <laughs> he looks more like a pogo stick. That's well, what I thought at first. He was a pogo stick. But pogo sticks have like the little handle. How are you supposed to like jump? Yeah, so you guys, you guys remember like throughout the comic, we were learning about the functionalist society a little bit yeah. to the yeah. and how you know I think it was MTM three, MTM four. Uh, we were learning about uh, how I think it was like when we saw that Rewind was kind of deemed as a lower uh, class civilian. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that. So I thought that was what kind of rug was. He was just a lower class civilian that turned psychologist. Well, he kind of is because yep. they had to create a whole new function for him and they yep. designated it as ornament. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just put them in your, uh, put him on your Christmas tree and you're good. Yeah. Um, Killa, what are your thoughts on the recruitment program Skids is, Skids is using for Life on the Lost Light? Uh, it's not going so well. Uh, I don't think uh, they're going to get a lot of applicants. 
it was an interesting idea, but I don't think uh, I don't think it's gonna work. I think it'll work flawlessly. Look <laughs> flawlessly. Uh, in the opposite favor. Anyway, so that's the last of my notes. <laughs> um, anything you want to circle back on? It was nice to see Rewind again, even though he is dead in present day in the comics that we're reading. Um, any yeah. other things we want to talk about? I think this was a fun conclusion for the more than meets the eyes uh, before the big event that's coming up. Uh, so I thought that was uh, very cool and very uh, fun. Yeah. I like that that and, and I'm going to say this. I like that they include Soundwave, uh, even though it was just for a brief bit because Ravage was con- apparently constructed cold. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised that was about that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm going to say because I like Soundwave. Uh, so rod star rating i'll go ahead and jump in first i'm gonna give this one a solid four i think because it had lots of little fun little ups and downs i like the chief justice tyrus that was cool we got to see some cool action scenes from star saber from all of the crew really and uh i'm excited for dark cybertron i'm excited too uh i guess i guess i'll go next uh I'll give this a 4.5. I think it was a lot of fun, a lot of new information, and which keeps me intrigued on what's going to happen next. Uh, I would give this close to like a 4.5 as well. Um, uh, you know, not like a perfect plot, but it was definitely a fun one, and uh, they included Soundwave. <laughs> hey man, you gave a 5 for Grimlock. Don't uh, bite me on this one. <laughs> does that mean? Does that mean I gotta give a five for all the shockwave ones? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it does not mean that. You can do whatever you like. But listeners, what did you think of these comics? How many rod stars would you give it? And let us know by leaving a comment below. Also, let me know what your favorite scene is in this volume. I really enjoy reading them, and I find joy. Uh, we have no emails to read today, but if you'd like to get in contact with us, it is swervesbar at gmail. Dot com. Again, com. We'll have something on the screen or in the details below. So, yeah. are you ready for Transformers Robots in Disguise Volume 5? I'm ready. Yes. Let's see what, uh, let's see what Starscream has in store. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. We hope you are all staying safe out there. Thank you so much for listening. Till all are one. Till all are one. Till our one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you are interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff D&D Transform and Rollout Rise of the World Killers. Let's tune in for a preview now. She gives you a wink. <laughs> oh, I do. I wink back. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this pager so I can reach you quicker. I was counting on that. Good. <laughs> I chuckle and I turn. I ship it. <laughs> <laughs> now kiss. Exhilarating. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content. Link will be provided below. End transmission.